0: Christmas is here, let the lawsuits begin. I'm Stuart Shepard and this is First Liberty Live. Merry Christmas to you. First Liberty is a nonprofit legal organization that exclusively does religious cases, religious freedom, First Amendment cases. That's all we do. That's our sole focus. And our clients never get a bill. And the only way we can do that is through the faithful support of people like you who want to see these kind of results in the real world. So if that matters to you, uh, please consider clicking on the big red give button up at the top of the page. I've got Kelly Shackelford here. He is President, CEO, and Chief Counsel Here at First Liberty Institute. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Stuart. I want to go back in time a bit and talk about the Christmas cases that First Liberty has done (laughs) over the years and also talk about the context of those, why legally each one of these matters. It all started 20 years ago with something that got to be known as the Candy Cane case.
1: Tell us about it. The Candy Cane case started uh, really when you had a school who, well, you had a class. Let's go with the class. Jonathan Morgan, Young elementary school student. Uh, they were having a winter celebration. Of course, cool. Yeah. You know how we all celebrate winter. I give, celebrate winter you know, all the time. Give yeah. gifts. Yeah. Well, this was a winter celebration. They were allowed to bring gifts to their classmates. In fact, they all were bringing like 21 gifts for each of their classmates. So everybody well, got one. Jonathan had heard a, uh, of a story, a poem, about the legend of the candy cane. And if you've seen it before, it talks about the J is for Jesus and different symbology. Well, he had a copy of this little poem, and he had a candy cane pen because candy wasn't allowed to be given out, inside a peppermint-looking striped bag. Yeah, And he was so excited to give his friends this gift. And so everybody arrives at school, and they give their 21 gifts, and Jonathan arrives, and he's stopped at the door by the teacher oh. who tells him, You can't give this to your classmates because it has something religious in it. And I'm not an attorney, but I know that's wrong. Well, you know, it took a long time to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. And but what happened is Jonathan was just I mean, really uh disappointed. And mortified. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. He he'd done something wrong, right? Well, that was You know, the start of the lawsuit where, you know, first we went to the school. We said, hey, this is religious discrimination. Uh, And by the way, we were talking to the reporters when this first happened. It was unbelievable. We looked at their policy. Part of the winter celebration requirements was not to use normal uh, Christmas symbols, but you could use, and literally this is what they said, symbols like snowflakes and snow people. Snow people. Not snowmen or snow women, <laughs> snow people. This was how completely ridiculous they had gotten, to where they were censoring a young child. Yeah. And we started the lawsuit and what happened is by the time we got to the next year, it was still going on. All this was still going on and we, we ended up uh, we ended up saying, Hey, we this is it gonna happen again if we don't get an injunction. Yeah. So we went into court. We got an injunction. Which means the school has to back off. They had to back off. Now, here's what was, I thought was just priceless. We didn't know this. Jonathan had kept his gifts for a year. Really? He was so excited to give those, and he th- hoped one day he could yeah. that he kept those. And there was a story in the Dallas Morning News. And when you, you turn from the front page to the page it was on, the headline was his eyes lit up and they were talking about Jonathan being able to finally give his gifts to his friends that he had wanted to give a year ago that's fantastic yeah and ultimately it was
0: a victory for freedom as far as
1: sharing your personal expression of faith as a student right am I getting it right well it was I mean there's a lot to this story obviously we went the argument by the other side by the school district was that elementary school children didn't have First Amendment rights. And this is what we went to the Federal Court of Appeals arguing over. Yeah. And it was so ridiculous that an old case that involved whether you were forced to salute the flag in violation of, yeah. of the Jehovah's Witness beliefs, yeah. this was elementary school kids. Yeah. And in their 80s, they joined filing a brief in support of our case. And we literally were having to argue. Whether you strip away all the First Amendment freedoms of elementary school students, and you can discriminate against them religiously however you want, um, we ended up winning at the federal court of appeals, an important precedent. Uh, but what happened is because it was the the first time they had ruled on this, this is what the court said: um, they sort of gave them a pass and didn't make them financially responsible or anything. They just said, okay. This is now the precedent from now on. But Jonathan did at least get to deliver his gifts, and we did get a major precedent uh, that lives on today. Let's talk about another case that involves kids as well, and it deals with Christmas cards for veterans. What's it all about? Well, we had, around Christmas, we had veterans' hospitals that were refusing to allow kids who went to give Christmas cards. They also wanted to sing carols. And they were banned from doing both. That's shocking. Because those, that's, they were religious. Well, yeah. Christmas is a religious holiday. <laughs> well, I'm pretty that, that. it is, yeah. Um, and so <laughs> we actually, you know, ended up winning and uh, the cards dig. I mean, these are veterans who are so injured that, you know, in in health situations that they were in the hospital during Christmas. Yeah. I mean, the idea that you wouldn't allow. Little children to send Christmas cards to them, it's just unbelievable. But you know, I, I remember back we were very small. Hiram, I remember Hiram Sasser and I sitting back and going, "Well, it seems like every Christmas we get some big case about Christmas." And back then we were so small, it's like we really kind of needed it, or else people wouldn't even know we were out here. But everybody was interested when it was Christmas. Yeah. And I'll be darned if almost every year we had one of these crazy cases where somebody was trying to shut down Christmas. They were trying to shut down the celebration of Christmas. They were trying to tell kids that they couldn't celebrate Christmas. And it was like a common thing almost every year. And one that we see in the headlines a lot deals with nativity scenes, particularly yes.
0: in public parks or in front of City Hall or the county courthouse. First
1: Liberty has been involved in more than a few of those over the years as well. Ab- absolutely. and we've got to talk about this pre coach kennedy case and now post coach kennedy case right pre coach kennedy case the law was so messed up because of the lemon precedent the the lemon case that what they said is well you you couldn't put up a nativity scene or a menorah for hanukkah or unless there were enough secular symbols around it where people really didn't know what you a were Santa celebrating. A Santa Claus, a reindeer, something. And, and one of the justices called it the plastic reindeer rule. Huh. That you could put up a nativity scene as long as you put up a plastic reindeer, which he was making fun of how ridiculous yeah. uh, this reading of the law is. But here, here's the great news. We, we were involved in a number of those cases around the country. Got nativity scenes, you know, protected. Because we followed what the law was. And bought a plastic Santa and some reindeer. Exactly. They did did whatever they needed to do. But here's the great thing. Now, in the Coach Kennedy case, lemon was thrown out. All 7,000 of all those citations over, including all the nativity scenes, silliness. So now, every city, every government can put up a nativity scene, can put up a menorah, can put up those kinds of symbols. And to tear them down or to say they can't would be religious discrimination And because Lemon is gone. And to be clear, you no longer need the plastic Santa and reindeer. I mean, if, if you want them, that's great, but you don't have you to don't. do that. You can just put a nativity scene if you want it's to. It's fine to do that. And again, I think it's going to be you know one of the examples of the next sort of following of Kennedy. We're going to have a bunch of these cases now where stuff that has not been allowed for 50 years that is allowed But some people aren't going to realize it until there's a lawsuit. Some people are kind of trying to shut down religious expression when really there's no basis for it. And so I I think there's going to be nativity scenes around the country this year and menorahs and religious symbols. And uh, I have a feeling some of those might result in some lawsuits. But we'll win those lawsuits because the Coach Kennedy case was real clear. Lemon is dead and that was the basis for all these attacks
0: people are going to ask a follow-up question they're going to say okay so but what do i need to know what do i need to file what do i need to do in order to put the community nativity scene back where it was what's the
1: answer i mean you just need to ask the the government entity hey you ought to put up a a christmas celebration a nativity scene you ought to put up a menorah you ought you know what you just need to tell them people need to ask the community needs to ask hey why aren't we celebrating Christmas? But there's nothing you need to file, there's nothing you need to look up. That's nope. just the law now, right? It is. yeah. They can, if they want, it helps them, they can go to Restoring Faith in America, our website on that, yeah. RFIA, restoringfaithinamerica.org, and it lays out the change in the law, the Supreme Court decisions, the nativity scenes, and, and other many examples of people that people can now do in their own community. So they can go there if they need it or to show it to somebody. But the reality is you can do it. it, it the Supreme Court's ruled on all this, and it's a different day. It's just people have been trained for 50 years. Oh, no, you can't celebrate Christmas. Oh, no, you can't celebrate you know, Hanukkah or any other uh, religious holiday. No, yes, you, you can. can. Yes, you can. Yeah. I, a story in recent
0: times, just in the last twelve months, even that's very encouraging to me is what happened in San
1: Diego with the Awaken Church. Tell us that story. Well, um, Awaken, there's a there's a beautiful amphitheater in San Diego, the the Rady Shell. Yep. And this uh, is open for rental. And this Awaken Church had seven campuses, and they're like, we need a place. Bigger than any one of our campuses, so we can have a big Christmas program. And it's a big program. It is. Yeah. And so they reached out to to the race. It has fireworks. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. And uh, and so they they reached out, and they went through a long negotiation just to kind of nail down all the details. And they said great. And then all of a sudden at the end they said, wait wait, you're a church. And they said, yeah, we're a church. Duh! Oh, we we can't rent to churches. Well, why not? Well, we don't have any policies on re- renting to religious groups. Now, well, apparently they do. Well, <laughs> yeah, which is no. Yeah, uh, and uh, but what I love about Jürgen, uh, the the pastor, is his father was in East Germany um, under communism, yeah. and was actually arrested a number of times because he was a freedom person, and so jurgen had been raised and he was like this isn't right and he reached out to us and we said no it's not right this violates california law in addition to federal law and so we sent a letter and to this to the uh, city and said hey you can either voluntarily comply or we can have a federal judge help you (laughs) and they decided voluntarily and so i get this this text message at like i don't know one in the morning and it's jurgen and he says i I hope you're not up reading this but i just had to send this he said we just had two christmas programs he said seven thousand packed each time he said so many people came to faith that we literally couldn't count them and then he thanked us and first liberty for helping him well here's a great follow-up to that yeah that was last year they had two performances This year, they're having seven performances. (laughs) Wow. But it's an example of the kind of religious discrimination and the try to, oh, you can't have Christmas, you can't do all that. It's an example of something we run into almost every year. I think a lot of this is because of the Lemon case. I'm hoping that this is going to begin to stop as we educate people. That things are different now. It is very different now. And it's so important for people to to not just know
0: that, but to act based on that, to actually do the things that we're free to do. Yes.
1: And, I mean, I tell you, the craziest stuff we used to get, they used to have programs at school called Celebrating Christmas Around the World. I played a shepherd. Thank you. And they would do (laughs) everywhere around the world and how they celebrated. Yeah. And but they wouldn't do anything for Christ, for for Christians. Well, well. It was and when we would ask them, we would say, "Why are you doing how Muslims celebrate, how everybody else?" And they said, "Oh, well, we can do all that. We just can't do Christians." Well, that makes no sense. <laughs> and, and so we would have to come in and go, "No, you can't do that." So I, I really think so that a lot of the stuff they were doing was already a violation of the law, like the the, Awakened church. Yeah. I mean, that was already. But I think that the line has been moved to where all these things that were violations like not having a plastic reindeer that's over and so I think you're gonna see less mistakes I hope but it, it this is why we've really stressed in restoring faith in America that it's really important for everybody in their own community to bring these things back if the cross was taken down put it back up if the Ten Commandments was put in a closet pull it back out Right, If there was no prayer at the school board, add it back in yeah uh, i mean this is this is all stuff that you can do in your community. The law is already on your side let 's talk about this to wrap
0: this up from a the larger legal perspective. Why do these cases matter you 've been hitting on that some and, and legally. What do we need to know? Help us understand what's legal and what's not. You've hit it some, but I just want you to summarize it,
1: wrap it up for us. Well, this is important because this is all part of attempting to create what a past commentator said, the naked public square, where religion is, is sort of pushed out of society. You can have your religious freedom in your church, in your synagogue, but don't you bring it out in public where it influences? Yeah, the freedom to worship is the way I've
0: heard that said. And, and I'm and, like, no, 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 that's not what the first. That's Amendment not what says. it
1: says. And so this attack on Christmas is is baseless, and uh, and so, but it it causes people to be fearful, it causes people to censor themselves, it really shuts down. I, I think because of the change in the cases we've just won, restoring faith in America it, it could really change our whole country. I mean. When people start doing things, other people see that they're doing things. And it starts to really replicate around the country. We're already seeing this with, with students praying after football games, coaches praying after football games. We're seeing huge gatherings after the football games because of what started with Coach Kennedy, one person. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the same with, with Christmas and uh, just people beginning to realize. So it's really important. The law is really clear. There is a free exercise clause which protects every American's right to freely exercise their religion without the government getting involved. There's an establishment clause, which the founders passed because we didn't want the the national government to establish a national church. Like the Church of England, which is the we would have to support. Yeah. Right? And so what, what the establishment clause is really about is if the is the government setting up a religion and trying to coerce you to be a part of it that is really not an issue these days yeah. the church the church of anything wouldn't work denominations would fight each other right <laughs> i mean that's not going to happen in the united states yeah. so absent we don't want the government coercing anybody absent that really this is just religious freedom and openness and expression the founders wanted the fullest religious expression that would be allowed for their citizens Very good. Kelly, thank you so much. I appreciate
0: the work you've been doing for so long. It's been a a joy to work alongside you. I just appreciate what you do.
1: Well, thank you, and Merry Christmas to everybody.
0: Thank you, and it is so vitally important for people who want to express their faith, who want to have the free exercise of religion, to have advocates who will walk alongside them uh, when the challenges come, because there will be challenges out there, and that's what First Liberty does. If you'd like to see America's religious heritage and our free uh, free exercise of faith protected. Well, that's what we do. If that matters to you as much as it does to us, we invite you to join with us by clicking on the big red give button at the top of the page. First Liberty is fighting for what matters most.